Good morning, Faith Community Church. I'm Clint here with Jason Wick. We are in 1 John chapter 3 today. There's a verse in this chapter that usually, in my experience, people have a lot of questions about, and that's verse 6. I'm going to read it for you. Everyone who remains in him, that's Jesus, does not sin. Everyone who sins has not seen him or known him. So, begs the question, does this passage mean that a Christian will never sin? So I think this is, is, a, is a really important question, um, and it's one that, that deserves you know, a, a deeper dive in, because as we're reading it, maybe you know, we're reading through the chapter, and this happens quite often in, in 1 John, where you're like, whoa, what is this saying, what I think it's saying? And when we, when we get to passages like this, it's important to put them in context, because context tells us what this verse means and uh bad theology happens when we take one verse and we just camp everything on that one verse that's how that's how yeah. cults start is they just right. they just grab latch onto one thing say everything else must be false this one verse is is alone teaching the truth and gets you into trouble so the context here re- reveals a lot. In fact, if we turn, if we turn back a chapter to John chapter two, it, it helps us a lot figuring out what this means because we see John chapter two verse one. It says, "My little children, I am writing you these things so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, like big yeah. alert there. If anyone yeah. does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one." And so John is saying, "Look, you know, we are." striving to be like Christ who was sinless. Right. But if we do sin, we have an advocate in Christ. We have Jesus who uh, steps in as our advocate. He draws near. Uh, he speaks up on our behalf as an advocate. John also teaches uh, a chapter before that in chapter 1, verse 7. It says, if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another in the blood of Christ our blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So recognizing uh, that when we do sin, we need forgiveness for that sin. Jesus' death on the cross paid for that sin. If we confess our sin, as it says in verse 9, if we confess mm-hmm. our sins, he is faithful and, to, faithful to, faithful and righteous yeah. to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Okay. And so that, that helps us sort of protects us from from ripping one passage out and saying, oh, I sinned, I must not be a believer. Right. So, okay, in light of that then, what does this passage actually mean then? Talking about everyone who sins has not seen him or known him. Yeah, that's that's another important step that we have to take in our study, right? So we, we come to a passage like this and it says, everyone who remains in him does not sin. Whoa, that can't possibly mean I should never sin. And then you look at the context and like, okay, that's good, that's not what it means. And then we just ignore it. Right, we're like it mustn't be nothing then, and I think when there's there's tension theologically between some passages that we're studying, uh, the temptation is to to maybe latch on to one of those extremes and ignore everything else. Hmm. And if we say, well, I know I sinned, I want to be a believer. Does this mean I'm not a believer? And then we find the answer is no. We have to follow that up again. Well, what does it mean then? Because it. it God inspired John to write this for a reason, and we have to figure that out. And again, the context, it, it really helps us out here. Going back a chapter to, to chapter 2, verse 23, um, we see that John is he speaks a lot about those who are walking around claiming to be a believer, but their actions aren't 
lined up with that that mm-hmm. thinking. So verse 23 says, no one who denies the son has the father. He who confesses the son has Jesus the the father as well. And so there are those who, you know, claiming to be believers, but when the pressure is added, they they deny Christ. Verse 15 of chapter 2 uh, says, Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And so there's, again, those who are claiming to be believers, right. and they are more in love with the world than they are to Christ. Chapter 2, verse 4 uh, says, I have come to know him. Uh, the one who says, I have come to know him, yet does not keep his commands, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. And so... You know, these help us understand that, that there is a, a real issue with those claiming to be believers mm. and their lives don't match up. And so we can't look at this passage and say, you know, if a believer sins one time, they, they're not a believer. But we can see that that mindful, continual practicing of sin, that sort of heartless attitude toward your sin, the unrepentant heart, uh, to, to really do some thoughtful, thorough difficult evaluation of yourself and say is john writing about me right to not just quickly say i prayed a prayer in sunday school or i go to church every sunday therefore he can't be talking about me but to really examine like hey is this about me am i one whose life reflects what it is i'm saying Hmm. yeah am i in love with the world am i am i not am i in love with christ more right so um Jesus kind of warned us about these people that we're talking about here. Um, this is actually from Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23. I'm going to read it. It says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name, drive out demons in your name, and do many miracles in your name? Then I will announce to them, I never knew you. Depart from me you lawbreakers and this seems like it's right in line with what we're talking about yeah and it's 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 a a warning and it's meant to be a warning for us and so we can't just we can't just pull that verse out and set our whole theology on it but also we have to understand it is there for a reason but as we as we read through first john we have to remember that the gospel is is still true Mm -hmm. right it's it's never been about my works um it's always been about the work that christ has done for me on my behalf and when I put my faith in him and he uh, received the grace that he has given to me, his death on the cross pays the price for my sins. Um, and that's that's really the key. And so if we find ourselves, you know, disheartened by this and maybe asking ourselves, am I, you know, truly walking with Christ? Go back to the gospel. Right. Uh, Peter says in Second Peter chapter 1 that if we find ourselves in sin, it's because we've forgotten the gospel. And so if, if we're just, you know, a Christian who's a little bit wayward, go back to the gospel. If you find yourself as, maybe I'm not a believer, go back to the gospel. The answer remains the same. And that's super encouraging that it's it's still not about my works. Right. It's so refreshing to go yeah. back to the gospel. Yeah. Like whenever you're in any kind of doubt, just go back. And the more you do it, the more you understand that you have to keep doing it. Even when you're not wayward, you yeah. just, you do it more and more. It becomes addictive. Yeah, exactly. It's the truth, and it's what we're, we're made for. We're made to worship God, and so when we worship, all, all is well. <laughs> yeah, and, and when we do that, when we go back to the gospel, it sort of resets everything. And so right. we go to the gospel, we, we go back to Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. We go back to my faith that I put in him. Uh, we go back to the grace that is extended, the, the, the righteousness that is imputed onto me. Ask, do I believe this? The answer is yes, then it's like, Think of all the things that God has done for me 
now I want to go and live a life that brings honor and glory to him. Right. Kind of reminds me of the story in the Old Testament of the snake on the rod that Moses mm-hmm. put up. So when people would get bit, they immediately look back. Yeah. <laughs> they keep looking back. <laughs> so anyway, yep. um, that's First John chapter 3 this week. We will see you guys tomorrow. And that's it. God bless.